Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV related news. It's April 20th, 2018. I'm Michael. And I'm Shannon. What's opening this weekend? Super Troopers 2. After an international border dispute arises between the U.S. and Canada, five wacky state troopers set up a new highway patrol station in the disputed area of Canada. Super Troopers 2 is the sequel to the 2001 Super Troopers, written by and starring the Broken Lizard comedy team. This movie has been discussed since shortly after the first film came out, and at one point was going to be a prequel set in the 70s featuring the fathers of the main characters. It eventually became a straight sequel, taking place after the original film. The production funding for the film was provided by an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. So Wow, it's been a long time since that first one came out. Yeah. I assume you saw it? I did. I don't remember it very well, but I do remember laughing a lot. I don't remember it that well, and I don't remember laughing that much. I remember there was like <laughs> one or two scenes and I never really understood what the um, draw was. I mean, there was some funny stuff, but I don't I don't get its uh, cult status. Anyway, this film is not doing that well in the reviews right now. Ooh, 36%. Yep. Not great. Now it's, no, I just reloaded and it's 34%. 29 reviews, 10 fresh, 19 rotten. You never know with a comedy like this, though. It might just not be their cup of tea. Right. It's very possible it'll do very well be another fan favorite. Also out, I Feel Pretty. A woman struggling with insecurity wakes from a fall, believing she is the most beautiful and capable woman on the planet. Her new confidence empowers her to live fearlessly, but what happens when she realizes her appearance never changed? Stars Michelle Williams, Emily Radichkowski, Amy Schumer, and Busy Phillips. Written and directed by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein. I, I think you, uh, did you put those names in the correct order of importance in the movie? I did. Oh, okay. Michelle Williams, she's the she's the star of the movie? Uh, I think it was in one of them. She was, like, top billed <laughs> at the top, so I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah, I guess she's the biggest name. No, this is definitely an Amy Schumer vehicle. Yeah, it's not doing well either. 38%. I don't know. The premise looks pretty stupid to me, but... So I guess I there's know. some controversy because... I guess the plot is very similar to another film from the 40s, maybe, and there's, like, no mention of that. Like, they don't cite it as an inspiration, so some people are saying, you know, it should have at least, you know, they should have at least mentioned it or credited it somehow. Uh, Additionally, I guess there's other controversy because people feel like it's body shaming, but... I don't know. It seems like it could be, but I haven't seen the movie yet. And, yeah. and have, yeah, I don't the, know. have those people who are saying know. that, have they seen the movie yet? I don't know. I think it's really unfair to judge a movie before you've watched it. I, I mean, sometimes things are so obvious, but I mean, other times they're not. And I don't know. Yep. Uh, it very well might be body shaming, but uh, I'd like to watch it before deciding that. And the other final wide release this week, Traffic. A couple off for a romantic weekend in the mountains are accosted by a biker gang. Alone in the mountains, Bria and John must defend themselves against the gang, who will stop at nothing to protect their secrets. Written and directed by Dion Taylor. The film stars Paula Patton, Omar Epps, and Rosalind Sanchez. 
But aren't they actually not alone? Don't their friends randomly show up too? Didn't we watch the trailer? We did watch the trailer yeah. and there were definitely Maybe they're not actually their friends. Two other people there. So this one yeah, it didn't look good. And it has no tomato meter, so yeah. yeah. So I guess don't see any they're of the new wide releases this week. Let's see if any of the limited releases are any better. Ghost Stories. Arch-skeptic Professor Philip Goodman embarks upon a terror-filled quest when he stumbles across a long-lost file containing details of three cases of inexplicable hauntings. Well, this one sounds creepy, but it's doing better in terms of reviews. It's got 84% tomato meter. Also, Duck Duck Goose. A bachelor goose must form a bond with two lost ducklings as they journey south. No tomato meter for that one. We watched the trailer to that too. It it didn't look very good. Alright, sounds like Ghost Stories is the best option. Or stay home and watch something on Netflix that we'll get to later. Ding ding, here comes the news train. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Jason Clark is in negotiations to star in Pet Cemetery. Paramount's new adaptation of the Stephen King novel. Dennis Widmeyer and Kevin Kolsch, the duo who co-directed the 2014 fantasy horror feature Starry Eyes, are helming the project. So the first one came out in 1989, so it's it's been quite a while, and we're definitely having a run of new Stephen King adaptations, so I guess this was a uh, yeah, and I think we I think we talked about this uh, at least the fact that they were going to redo it. Oh right, in, we didn't have few... the star though, yeah, Jason nope. Clark. He's he was doing very well with uh, Chappaquiddick. So. Oh, okay, that's what I knew. I knew that name recently from something. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, according to Variety, J.J. Abrams has hired Victoria Mahoney as his second unit director for Episode Nine a major milestone for the franchise as she'll be the first African-American woman to serve in any directing role on a Star Wars film. So I've seen a lot of people excited about this. You know, it's not full director, but it's something. And there's been a lot of calls for uh, more diversity behind the scenes. Absolutely. Good for them. Has she made anything good previously? I think she's mainly been involved with directing uh TV, but I think she had a uh, autobiographical film called Yelling to the Sky in 2011 as well. Cool. Per The Hollywood Reporter, Donald Gleason is in final negotiations to join Elizabeth Moss, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Margot Martindale in The Kitchen, New Line's adaptation of the DC Vertigo female-fronted crime comic book series. Straight Outta Compton co-writer Andrea Burloff is making her directorial debut on the film, which is set in Hell's Kitchen, New York in the 1970s and follows the wives of Irish mobsters who end up taking over the criminal enterprise after their husbands are arrested and jailed. The women turn out to be more vicious than the men. Sounds like an interesting project. Yeah. Donald Gleason is in, in everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> everything. Well, so. In some capacity, he's in like everything I've watched lately. And this is a movie, right? Yeah. F. Gary Gray, who most recently directed Fate of the Furious, has been announced as the director and a producer for the upcoming Mask movie for Paramount and Hasbro. The premise is based on the toy line and cartoon created by Kenner in the 80s, and it revolves around the task force Mask, which stands for Mobile Armored Strike Command, the command being spelled with a K, 
and its battle against the evil Venom, vicious evil network of mayhem. Are you? Do you remember this series at all, or this no. toy line? It was. I'm kind of surprised they're making a movie about it. I didn't think it was all that popular. I I, I vaguely remember it. Uh, I remember when it was premiering, and I don't feel like it lasted that long. I I mean, I would be surprised if it had more than a season, but. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. There must be some demand for it somewhere. Or they just think they can put a new spin on it and make it better. Maybe. Deadline reports John Ridley and Bloomhouse Productions have teamed on a movie adaptation of his comic book series, The American Way, Those Above and Those Below. The Oscar-winning 12 Years a Slave writer and creator of the ABC anthology series American Crime is writing to direct a film that uses superheroes to explore timely social issues, including race and integration. Sounds like an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a recent interview with Metro US, Christopher Columbus said that he is working on a reboot of Gremlins. There had been previous talks and rumors of this project, but it was thought to be a sequel. So Yeah, this one got us talking yeah. about the what subtleties exactly? of the wording here reboot rather than sequel or reimagining or what were the other ones revival yeah. Um, yeah. remake remake so it's not really that clear no what's going on here i know that the star of the first two gremlins has been pretty active on twitter asking for a third gremlins and i saw that he reposted uh, this article and a lot of people were seem to be upset about it so i guess they think that he's not going to be involved or that it's not going to be a direct continuation right but it's pretty vague we don't know and who knows things change this this movie has been rumored for a long time mm-hmm. gremlins 2 came out in 1989 i believe or 1990 so you know you never know you never know if it'll see the light of day and if if things will change between now and then or even that this is necessarily a complete reboot who knows it's impossible to know but um i don't know i don't think it could it's necessarily a bad thing i mean it might be good to have some like new people in it and a new story i don't know i don't know we'll see what happens yeah variety reports in advance of a special sneak peek of the third film in the how to train your dragon franchise at this year's annecy international animation film festival dreamworks animation has announced that part three will be entitled how to train your dragon the hidden world the film is billed as the series culmination and will hit theaters in 2019 so they're saying this will be the last one yeah i read that it seems like uh the director is pretty firm on that like maybe there will be spin-offs or something else that comes out of it but the main story this well, is got a series right on netflix yeah i mean Variety? i think they have a number of I, I think there have been a number of series or at least different titles so i don't know we'll see according to the hollywood reporter claire danes has said that the upcoming season eight of homeland will be the last showtime hasn't confirmed that this is the case yet there are rumors that the show could continue with a new showrunner and a new cast but at least for Claire Danes, I think, and the current showrunner, that's it. Yeah, the current showrunner is definitely out, and I think the character is definitely done. I don't like it when shows do that. I don't watch this one, so I don't know what's going on with this, but I really hate it when, when they try to continue a show with I mean, whole it, new 
cast and very different story. It's it kind of very lame. rarely succeeds no. too. So then it yeah. just seems sad. Then they should have just ended it, right? Like and they kind of tarnish the the memory of it, like by yeah. doing that. So I hope that they just conclude it at the end of season eight. Per Variety, Deadpool actor Ed Screen is in final negotiations to join Disney's Maleficent sequel. Angelina Jolie and Elle Fanning are returning with Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales Helmer Joachim Ronning to direct. Exact details behind Screen's villain role are currently under wraps. I saw Deadpool, but I don't even really remember this guy. Yeah, I don't Anyway, know he'll be the villain. On our February 27th episode of Stranger Things, uh, we had announced casting descriptions for two roles uh, for season three of the series. Uh, Mayor Larry Klein, a classic 80s-style slick politician, pathetic and driven only by his own interests. The studio is looking for a male aged 40s to 60s to fill the role. And Bruce, a morally compromised news reporter in his 50s. Outwardly sexist, overweight, and bedraggled. So they filled the roles, at, at least these two. Carrie Elwes is going to play the mayor, and Jake Busey, son of Gary Busey, is going to play Bruce, the reporter. I like the casting of Carrie Elwes. He's, he's, you know, was in a lot of stuff in the 80s, so it fits in with the whole uh, 80s stuff they've got going on with Stranger Things. Um, Jake Busey, I don't know. I don't really know him. No, I feel like the I don't thing have any feelings either they way, uh, him. cited him for was like from the '90s. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not really that familiar with him either. Yeah, I hope I, they both sound like they're not great people. I hope Carrie Ellis's character, you know, has an arc and turns around. We'll see. <laughs> Probably not. Um, there was actually a third one we talked about, some like sweet old lady who worked in her garden or something, right. but there's no news still about that. Okay. Maybe it'll be Betty White. <laughs> Maybe. Amazon Studios announced that it has greenlit a straight-to-series order for Utopia, a nine-episode series from Gillian Flynn, the best-selling author and screenwriter of Gone Girl and HBO's highly anticipated Sharp Objects. Flynn has also inked an overall deal with Amazon Studios across television, marking Utopia as the first project. So I'm I'm a fan because I read Gone Girl and I really liked it, and uh, the movie was good too, although I'm not sure how much she had to do with it. Uh, so I'm interested in this. Looks cool. Great. For The Hollywood Reporter, Steven Spielberg is developing a project based on Blackhawk, a DC comic for Warner Brothers as a directing vehicle, the studio announced Tuesday. David Cope is penning the script. The comic book series told of an international squadron of heroic pilots led by a man named Blackhawk who fought the Nazis and their ilk in World War II. The original series ran from the 40s to the 80s. There was a relatively recent incarnation which used the name but had little to do with the original series. Um, and there were also apparently rumors in, back in the 80s that Steven Spielberg was interested back then in developing a Black Hawk movie. Oh, Maybe wow, with really? Dan Aykroyd uh, starring as the main Black Hawk guy. And I, I saw huh. a number of articles discussing this as a superhero movie. Which doesn't really seem like it is for the most part. It seems like they're just regular guys who fight oh. uh, Nazis. They're but not I guess superheroes. I don't they think don't have so. Any superpowers. I don't think so. I think there. It, it did say in one of the articles I read that at one point they were turned into superheroes, like in the seventies, for a very brief 
brief period of time like capitalizing on superheroes but i think that was like only a handful of issues in general i think they're just normal people mm. but people i'm not that comic book and they just assume superheroes. right i mean it's you know dc comics yeah. but um and i wasn't really familiar with this uh i guess there was the only thing i vaguely might have heard of there was um, a character i guess named chop chop who was a very stereotypical racist character um i guess he was chinese and oh, no. he was in the comic series from the beginning and i i guess they kind of maybe toned it down like in the in the later years but that's the only thing that kind of sounded familiar like that that name chop chop sounded familiar <laughs> So hopefully they do not... Uh, I'm sure they'll be more sensitive I'm sure they will. now. Well, if we do get this movie, it's not going to be for a while because Indiana Jones 5 is his next project and then he's working on a West Side Story movie after that. So this will be down the road a bit. And now it's time for a sponsor break. Do you like donuts? Yes. Then go to Dunkin' Donuts then. Dunkin' Donuts, we have donuts here. Yum. Anything new to streaming this week? Netflix got Lock Up, Chain Linked, Chasing the Dragon, Pele, Henry Poole is Here, All the Reasons to Forget, and Eddie Murphy Delirious. I th- believe that's a stand-up from 1983. Wow. They also have some uh, Netflix originals out on Friday. The Chalet, Season 1. I've heard good things about that. The Honeymoon Stand-Up Special Collection. Dope Season 2, Spy Kids Mission Critical Season 1, Dude, that's a a comedy about a group of teenage girlfriends deal with life after high school. Can they not find their car? (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. Also, Kodachrome. Matt Ryder is convinced to drive his estranged and dying father, Benjamin Ryder, cross-country to deliver four old rolls of Kodachrome film to the last lab in the world that can develop them before it shuts down for good. Along with Ben's nurse Zoe, the three navigate a world changing from analog to digital while trying to put the past behind them. It stars Jason Sudeikis, Ed Harris, and Elizabeth Olsen. This one already has a tomato meter. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Yeah. I was looking at it earlier. Which is 72%. Um, it's not too many reviews, only 18, but... Um, I it definitely looks promising. Watch yeah. yeah, sounds pretty good. And finally, Mercury 13. This is a documentary. Mercury 13 is a remarkable story of the women who were tested for space flight in 1961 before their dreams were dashed in being the first to make the trip beyond Earth. NASA's Man in Space program, dubbed Project Mercury, began in 1958. The men chosen, all military test pilots, became known as the Mercury 7. But away from the glare of the media, behind firmly closed doors, female pilots were also screened. Thirteen of them passed, and in some cases, performed better than the men. They were called the Mercury 13 and had the right stuff, but were, unfortunately, the wrong gender. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, this sounds heartbreaking. I don't know about this, and I'll probably have to watch it and cry a little bit. Yep. On Amazon, Ada's Secrets, The Whistleblower. On HBO, Zona Hostel, also known as Rescue Under Fire. On Stars, 30 Days of Night, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Bullworth, Saving Silverman. On Hulu, Mom and Dad, Loving Vincent. On Showtime, 
Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. Okay, so last week we ran a poll. What was your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Oh wow, The Royal Tannenbaums won with 50%. Moonrise Kingdom came in second place with 30%. And Rushmore and Bottle Rocket tied with 10%. Yeah, so that's probably what I would have gone with too. Royal Tannenbaums definitely would have been my first choice. Absolutely, that would have been my first choice. I think Moonrise Kingdom would probably be my second. Not for me. I think Bottle Rocket. It's so sweet and romantic. So this week, we're going to run another poll to follow up with our earlier news item about Gremlins 3 possibly being a thing. Our poll is, would you rather see a remake, reboot, or direct sequel to Gremlins? Yep, define those how you want to, and let us know which one you'd rather see. Yep, vote on the poll at Daily Show Pod on Twitter. That's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod, and the website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time. Thanks, and have a story-worthy week.